I can't tell you how many really talented artists I know that don't post their work. And it's it's almost like a crime. Like you're withholding your work not only from other people, but you're limiting yourself as an artist. I've spent the last 10 years honing my skills as a designer and building on my experience to grow my career. Looking back on my journey, it got me thinking, what does it take to be a creative professional? How do you build an effective creative business or grow a successful career? I'm on an infinite quest to learn and apply something new every day. So join me as we dive into the stories and strategies of the most talented creators working today. My name is Anthony Spano, and this is Stay Creating. Cool. All right, let's do this. I am sitting here with the Jewish Lady Gaga. Hey. Miss Sarah Nardea. What's up? How's it going? Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So you are uh, an artist yes. and a muralist yes. and a writer. Yes. You reached out to me on Instagram. How did that come about? Uh, what made you reach out? I really enjoy the podcasts that you've done with um, other comedians and artists and um, uh, entrepreneurs in general. Um, and I really liked the content where you ask about you know the the downfalls or the you know yeah. the mistakes or uh, the insight, and I think it's a really cool community that you've put together. And cool. um, as a writer myself, I really um, admire other people that are putting creative people together and and awesome. You know, putting putting information out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's great. I'm so glad that you did reach out because that's like why I started this, just to start those conversations, hear people's stories. You know, yeah. because it's not all roses all the time. You know, people have ups For and downs. Sure. Yeah. So the Jewish Lady Gaga, where where does that come from? Um, well, my friends started calling me Gaga when I went a little blonder. Yeah. And um, could it also be because you look exactly like Lady Gaga? <laughs> well, the blonde thing definitely <laughs> en enhanced that and uh, <laughs> added to it. And I also just dress really out there and yeah. Um, and yeah, it just kind of came about. So all those things combined. All of it combined. Yes. It's good for branding. It's good for branding. People yeah. don't forget me. <laughs> So you're just waiting for that day for Stephanie to reach out to you and say, hey, stop using my name. One day. <laughs> one day, hopefully. <laughs> so, all right. Before we get started, where can everyone find you? What's your Instagram and your website? My Instagram is the Jewish Lady Gaga, no spaces. Um, my website is sarahnardaya.com, where I have all my paintings posted over the years. And um, they're all commissioned. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I get custom orders for paintings. Cool. Some are murals and some are canvases. Lately, I've been doing more murals, though. Awesome. I'd like to dive right in and talk about your latest project. So when we sure. were communicating, you had sent me some pictures of a mural that you had just completed. Yes. You said something that it took around like 50 hours. Uh, yeah. I'd love to hear about that. Well, the Jewish holiday, Sukkot, we basically put up these walls in our backyards with like bamboo on top and you're supposed to make all the prayers and do all the rituals in this. We call it a sukkah. It's basically yeah, just like a, a hut, mm -hmm. like a fort and uh, it's tradition and... Have you always done that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is my first... This is my first... Um, as, as a kid, painting. you never you never celebrated that way. 
well, it's just very extra to paint it. But, oh, right, right. you know, uh, the um, the family that I, I painted it for, though, they had most of their walls in their home are murals. Oh, cool. Hand painted by other artists. And, of course, they had to have their sukkah as well <laughs> um, painted. And, super uh, extra. Super, super extra. Well, they're, they're really um, artistic people and cool. they and they really appreciate you know uh, the the details of things and they and they put a lot of importance and effort into the family holidays and right. it really keeps the family together and those details really show mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and uh, cool. and her daughter is actually a painter herself she kind of like you know got involved and oh yeah she's she five years out? old but she's pretty oh. good she's a good intern she's been a good intern good intern okay yeah. all right so starting them young that's nice I absolutely like that. that's a time to start them so a little bit of a dual thread here so you are a painter yes. you uh, lately have been doing murals and you're also a writer for Letage magazine yes so I'm interested how you got your start in each one. Uh, let's go back to when you were a kid. How do how was creativity coming out in you when you were a kid? I always loved painting and drawing, and I always loved all the art classes that I've taken over the years and getting involved in any way, whether it was like, you know, doing the yearbook mm-hmm. sketches or, you know, doing um, anytime there was there was anything artistic related. I was always very eager to be involved. And cool. and I was always making paintings for like my family and stuff and like my cousins. So I want to ask what interested you in paint? Because I was interested in painting uh, oil early on oh, as a kid yeah. and i will admit bob ross was a big inspiration for me <laughs> he's great he's yeah he's like the painting god he's the painting god yeah, although for sure. i will say when i was in college my one of my professors just crushed my dreams of by course. telling me that he was the worst <laughs> painter what? and that what he does is this you know this system and anyone can do it and i was like oh damn <laughs> Uh, I grew up on this guy. Everyone's got their opinions. Yeah, um, no, I and I agree because you know, listen, what he does now is basically, you know, I, I, I mean, uh, he's on. Is he on Netflix? I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, now. yeah, so all amazing. the episodes are. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, he has his own company too. Um, if you go to any art store, you'll find all of his yes. products still. Oh, I had I had a beginner set when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, oil paint. So oil paints are really tough to work with, right? Yeah, they're what, toxic. You have to have a ventilated area. It could take up to a year. Like, they have paintings hung up in museums that aren't even dry yet. Right. They take forever It takes forever a very long time to dry. But they're definitely a more beautiful, appealing, a visually appealing painting to look at in the end because the colors blend so smoothly and right. it looks more natural. It looks realistic. But lately, to be honest, I love oil painting. Mm-hmm. But no, like barely anyone over, over the my whole art career, like maybe I had like four people even order oil an oil painting. Well, people they'll ask you specifically? Art. Absolutely. So what are you, if you're I dealing had, like, with? If I had like a portrait... Acrylics? Yeah, okay. mostly ac- acrylics. A majority of it, besides for like those four portraits or whatever, right. all acrylic. But people want pop art these days. They yeah. want that's th- those are the orders that I'm getting, and those are the orders that my friends that are also in the field are getting. Yeah. Um, so all right, and so I guess the original question was what got you into even painting when you were younger, right? Because you said you were doing stuff when you were in high school and yeah, like yeah. that. That I mean. Like, where did that come from? Was it naturally, like, you just took to painting or? Yes. Hmm. Yes. My mom just, like, brought me to the art store and just got me all the paint that I wanted. 
all the canvases that I wanted and we, and all the paintings that I made, we hung up on my wall. Cool. Along with like my grandma's walls and my aunt's walls. Like it was just something that I always mm-hmm. gravitated towards and right. I just loved it. So at that time, did you think, I mean, coming up, yeah. it's hard to imagine yourself as an artist, right? Or that yeah. as a career. Yeah, the, I didn't the, think it was possible. The, the starving artist thing is a real thing. Absolutely. So it's really... It's a grind. Yeah, and to see a profession or, or a professional career come out of it is is really tough, to, especially when you're that young. For sure. And as we go now, the internet has kind of exploded and there's opportunities everywhere, but yes. at the time, it wasn't necessarily... So did you see... You said you didn't see an option, really. I I definitely didn't think it was going to be possible for me to be a full-time painter. I never thought that was even a thing. The real so I went to college with a major of interior design. Okay. I thought that's that was like a realistic way of applying my artistic ability and that was something a career path that was doable right or at least this is what society told me or the people around me told me and then once i went to college i went to kane university where's where's that it's in union new jersey okay so you're from new jersey Jersey, yes and um and i really just excelled more in the illustration courses in the um color theory courses right. and the what that it was required for the major but then i just started doing paintings on the side mm-hmm. for my own home for my aunt for um my friends and uh, before i knew it i was getting i and i posted on instagram okay. and before i knew it i was getting orders for paintings interesting all right so college you're you're taking interior design classes courses yes but also at the same time you're taking like illustration and things like that fine art you're really learning the techniques and learning the technical skills yes and it's not until you start actually doing some paintings and getting some interest you get some traction and then so what happens they reach out to you and say hey i love this piece i love this for my living room yes Uh, like can you do this for me or or, you know um what do you think about this idea um you know and at that point i i was very eager to just be take on any project yeah and uh you know project f with each project you get more confident in what you can do and what you're you're capable of and also on top of it I, I learned a lot of skills with my major, seeing space and, and mm. understanding space, interior design. I could look at a room and say, okay, I want this size would work uh, or this color would work or this um, right. subject, you know, like a theme. Yeah. And it has to make sense also for the, um, the people, like it has to make sense for specifically what it's working for or be going to be there for right so right. it just has to make sense and you you need a balance you need it you need it to work so, so are you asking for photos of the space that it's going to be placed in are you looking, usually yes and how specific are they with their request like are they saying like i'd love to see you know i've heard this, it all you've heard it all i've heard it all <laughs> i'd love to see a martian on a horse or something oh like, i've gotten crazy stuff like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> and will you say no to any request no. Okay. All right. Pretty much no. <laughs> if it's if I have uh, you know the the materials to do it, or I have yeah. the capability to do it, I why would I say no? So. so let's talk about the materials real quick. So you're sure. working in acrylics. Yes. And 
I'm sure they change from canvas to a mural, right? Like what, yeah. what the tools and some, that you're using. And sometimes I paint on wood. I've been loving wood lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked for an artist recently who I really admire, and she's um, she's a really big deal in my community. What's her name? Margalit Romano. Cool. Uh, Margalit Arts on Instagram, and um, she she's she, her choice of materials are just state of the art. But she also um, taught me about Home Depot mm-hmm. and how Home Depot qual- like has such good quality of paint. Right. And yes, like I also do go to the art stores when I need um, certain mediums or a specific shade or whatever it is. But for the most part, I just love Home Depot paint and cool. and Home Depot wood as well. And yeah. you'll use that as the canvas sometimes. Yes. Yes. Mainly, mainly recently, mainly wood. Mainly wood. Hmm. Uh, it's a smoother surface. It's flatter up against the wall, right? And it's just a sleeker look. So, what do you do as far as studio setup? Do you have like a garage that you use, or you have a room, or what? I turned um, my sunroom in mm-hmm. my home, my dad's home in New Jersey, mm-hmm. into a studio. So, I have unlimited canvases i have all my materials there all my paint everything and it's also a huge space so um i'm able to to work on a a lot of paintings at once okay like i always say it's like a factory um i really just work on a lot of paintings all at once and i just have all my materials there and everything so you'll do multiple you'll be working on multiple commissions at one time absolutely right now the bulk of your work is not necessarily personal it's all commission Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's not But easy, I also right? do have my, my personal collection of art for my own home. Okay. so, so I you... always am working on, on personal stuff as well, but I'm always working on commission. Like, so it's... you are working on personal stuff. If you have an idea, you'll, you'll jump in and say, I, want, I need to get this out of my head. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create this. Or this would this. look great in this room. Or, yeah. or um, a lot of times people will take paintings off my wall and, hmm. or, or buy paintings off my wall or even like my brother, like for his apartment, he he took like uh, eight paintings or whatever. So then I had to fill in that space. Hmm. You know, I have yeah. empty walls now and, I'm, and it's just another opportunity. And also what I'm commissioned to do definitely influences my own style and my own taste right. and if you know uh like uh the 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 woman grace um mm. who i made the suka for yeah. the, all the murals um she she got me very into leopard prints and and she's she likes a jungle vibe and like yeah. all of a sudden now i find myself like painting more um you know animal prints and, right and stuff. so it's influencing so, your future work absolutely the next piece for sure interesting for sure so when you get commissioned to do a job, right? They'll reach out to you on Instagram and you're saying that's like kind of the, the place to go. Yes. And right off the bat, what kind of specifics are you looking for, right? So are you looking for budget? I mean, I mean I'm really interested in hearing you don't have to the, to tell us your your pricing, but how did you come up with your pricing structure, you know, because it is definitely subjective, but at the same time, it is it's it's worth what it means to that person, right? So for sure. how do you even go about that? Well, it's mainly the size of whatever I'm doing because that dictates how much time it's going to take. Sure. And, um, and the materials and the materials as well. Yeah. And so it's time materials and how large and how large it is usually dictates how much time it's going to take. Okay. So, so you're basing it on time. 
I'm basing it on t- mainly time okay. and and materials. And and also the more time it takes, the larger piece it is, the more materials you need because yeah. it's more space you need to cover. Yeah. So, yeah, and also sometimes someone will um, request That's request right. um, like a really detailed painting. Yeah, I was going to say, the amount of detail definitely should anyway play a part, right? Yeah, so if someone's asking for something really detailed, really custom, yeah. really, you know, um, then that definitely plays a factor and adds to the time. Yeah, so. I'm curious too how you go about you know, reviews, right? So you, they have an idea, mm-hmm. they come to you with an idea and you go, cool, I can do that. Well, I communicate through images through right. visuals that's how i communicate because i'm giving something that doesn't uh, exist yet yeah. and uh how do you determine what they want you give them a visual and you say okay we're gonna take this and this and combine it mm-hmm. or you mainly i go to google images and i type in whatever they're they're telling me and 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 we'll go back and forth with images yeah so we'll be communicating with visuals mm-hmm. that's that's mainly how i so like a mood board essentially you're 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 curating absolutely these, these pieces putting them together and saying this is what i'm envisioning for this yes, but it's a virtual mood board it's right. not me taking magazine clippings it's me going on google images taking a screenshot sending it to them yeah seeing what they think or them sending something to me and then me having an idea and just going back and forth mm-hmm. until it's it's discussed where Okay, we have an idea. You you've given me the okay, the mm-hmm. approval of whatever you want, and uh, and I'm going to carry it out. And and I don't I don't touch a canvas until I get the okay for whatever they they envision. And they and they and they're like, okay, that's what I want to do. And and I have a visual, right? Specifically, if I then have a know. visual, if once I have a visual of exactly what they want, yeah. then I'll then I'll go ahead and do it. Because if I just go and make a painting and I spend all this time and it's not totally. what they want. Totally. I, I'm wasting my time and their time. They want right. it as soon as possible. Yeah. So, I, I was going to ask you about that too. So yeah. you, you were saying it's kind of based on time, you know, yeah. and there's other factors, mm-hmm. obviously. For sure. For so sure. The, the back and forth goes on with what we're, how we're going to structure this piece. Mm-hmm. Do you then sketch something based on those, that curation, or do you just base it on that curation and then start painting? Like ha- once you get the approval and say, we're on the same page. Great. I'm, I'm usually very clear about, what it's going to look like and i'm very clear about every detail about it before okay. i start yeah yeah no i mean that that makes sense i i i'm i'm curious like i do on sketch a, sometimes yeah, i started. do make sketches yeah. from beforehand but it's usually not even necessary because i'll just uh speak through images yeah yeah exactly that's how you get to that that point yeah so you say you hit approval great and then you start painting mm-hmm. uh you mentioned first i draw it out with i was pencil, gonna say you mentioned earlier over it. sure okay so yeah. so you're sketching with with pencil to give like a a, an, a light outline of where you're gonna be uh, more get... than a light outline i <laughs> basically make like as strong as a drawing is going to be mm-hmm. the paint the painting will only be as strong as the drawing yeah um so that's an otherwise piece of it. you don't have direction yeah yeah it's a huge piece uh i really became like a in my mind like a real artist once i took illustrative sketching classes um you know uh scale is everything and understanding scale taking a google image which is like a few inches big to make it a couple of feet it's huge you know you have to understand how to 
how to um, scale it out to be look like the same exact image just on a larger scale. Yeah. And um, and if I if I make a really strong drawing to begin mm. with, I know it's going to be a strong painting. Right. So you have to you have to set yourself up. No, that totally makes sense. I remember taking those fine art classes also in college and, yeah. and one of the biggest things was relationships, right? When you're looking at say the distance from a nose to an ear or a nose to an eye. Proportions. That, yeah, exactly. And that needs to make sense, otherwise it will not work, right? Absolutely. And one of the biggest things was like you know, one of, one of my professors would, would constantly kind of come over. We were using vine uh, charcoal, mm. and she'd come over and it just... It's everywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah, and but she would just erase. And I'm like, ah, I was just working on that. And she's like, yeah, it's not right. Try this, you know? And then yeah. and I'm like, I appreciated it because you see that it's like, it's not final, right? Especially vine charcoal is like, you can just... <laughs> any little smudge is gone. Yeah. But it gives you the practice of finding those relationships so that it's right and then you can move on to the next thing. One mm-hmm. of the no- things that I noticed with some of your work was you did a piece of The Simpsons. Yes. And doing doing commercial illustrations or, or uh, branded characters is really difficult because one uh, pixel, I'll say pixel, mm-hmm. is off and you can tell that it's it's not right, right? Mm-hmm. Because there, it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And the characters that you drew were perfect. You know, I didn't Thank see yeah, any I kind an, of... I definitely have a very neat style. Yeah. Like a very pop art, very mm-hmm. stencil looking. Like people ask me all the time if I use stencils. Yeah. The answer is no. I just, you know, you, I really just sit there and... and try to make as strong of a drawing as I can. Yeah, so the style that Banksy has kind of brought to the table with that stencil, right? Yes. You you emulate that in a way, but you're not using stencil. You are painting these things. Yes. To look like stencil. Yes. <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's really cool. Thanks. It's really cool. It's a lot so, of time. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it is. Because it, you could easily just cut out that stencil and spray paint, you know? Yeah, but you could also really tell... When there's craftsmanship in anything, um, when when you look at something and you could just tell that there was a lot of time put into it, yeah. that's that's art, you know. So it, whether or not my art, someone says it sucks or it's or it's great or whatever it is, you could still you still have to appreciate the fact that it took a lot of time. So that's that was what really got me over the first, um, you know, to get over myself and just start painting. So. Yeah, and it can't be easy to jump in and then have people immediately maybe take you seriously or For whatever sure. the case may be, right? Because you you want you're you're you feel confident in what you're doing, right? Or you feel strongly about something. Mm-hmm. And art is very tough because it is very subjective. So sure. you might get people that are like, "This is garbage." And it's like, <laughs> "All right, but this person actually really loves it." So I'm and go- paid you know, me for it. Yeah, and, paid and me for custom it. ordered it. Yeah. and designed it. And yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Art is subjective, but it's really multifaceted. Mm-hmm. You don't have to um, major in fine arts in order to be an artist. If you major in anything creative, you could probably apply it to to painting and and be really great or you could go to to school for fine arts and then go into another career that's that's really you know connected you always end up using all your skills Mm -hmm. with whatever you do when it comes to arts whether it's like um 
creative, anything creative and also anything that's performing arts, very connected, super sure. connected. Like um, I was very musical uh, mm. when I was younger, like I was taking piano lessons and I really was like very, very um, into music and it, yeah. it definitely translated through my art, like painting. Sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's all practice, it's all time consuming, and it's performance. You have to really just sit there and do it as many times as possible and just put a lot of time. It's really just time. Yeah. You know, putting and, the work in. Yeah. Because the more that you do, the better you'll get. For right. sure. I mean, you're, you're starting out and, you know, you start out with sketches. You could have zero experience doing anything. And if you watched Bob Ross, you <laughs> know, paint these things and you emulate that, you'll be able to do it if you do it enough exactly like he does. Right. And I yeah. think that's true for anything is if you put in the time and effort, you know, that you're 10,000 hours. You Absolutely. can become I could, I an can't, expert. You know, I was actually going to bring up the 10,000 hours thing. Yeah. I really believe it's true, especially for the arts, mm -hmm. especially because I think one of the biggest challenges um, in, uh, in arts or anything creative in general, everything takes so much more time than you would ever imagine it being yeah. like let's say like like uh the sukkah for example mm -hmm. that i painted the um the mural the it was like a huge space yeah and it was a big project but i never imagined it taking it as long as it actually did sure. like the the longest i thought was totally overestimating whatever it was going to take it it just went totally past that it took longer than and, that and yeah like especially the the larger projects you don't really understand until you jump in how how many layers you have to put on and and also in the middle of everything that I whenever I'm doing making anything in the middle stages of um like layering the 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 all the layers mm -hmm. It just doesn't look right until it's finally finished, and you get scared. I was gonna say, does that does that throw you? Like, ah, this isn't what for I for sure. Thought. And people around you too will be like, that kind of <laughs> looks weird, and you're like, I'm not finished, like, because <laughs> right, right. you really have to put in the time, put in the layers. It does it doesn't just come together all at once. It, yeah. You really have to work on it and and improve it little by little, and and also leave the space and come back to it and look at it again with a different eye, and just keep manipulating it and transforming it little by little. Um, I love transformation. I love taking like a blank canvas and just making it into something completely different and giving it an identity, yeah. giving it a character. I'm just making different characters, different stories. Yeah. You know, each one is a different story, a different cat, but it all starts off blank, white, nothing, just cotton stretched over some wood, like right. nothing. Uh, so I love transformation. I think it's really cool. So cool. One is, I got my start in printing at a print shop. And cool. one of the best things that I, I loved about it was that I was, you know, I came up as a graphic designer, but, uh, and it's all digital, but, but having seen the, the pieces come to life in a real way, physical way was one of the best things for me, you know, yeah. seeing it actually come out. And so like you have that as soon as you hit that wall, you know yeah, what I mean? Or it's hit born. That canvas. Something it's born. has been born. Yeah. You've given life. Yeah. Yeah, it's so nice. So, all right. Also, it's the emotion behind anything like that you do. It's just you get an emotional reaction, not just from yourself, but from the people around you. And you're starting a conversation. Mm -hmm. You're just you're giving you're giving interest uh, to to nothing. Yeah, basically. Right, because it's a blank canvas. Yeah. Let me ask you this though. So that's that's true for paintings as far as the way that you go about curating the uh, visuals. Is yes. the same for murals? Is it the same for murals? 
In what in what way? Are you you're still pulling inspiration and saying I think I'm going to I'm going to put this with this and and combine all of the different pieces? Well, I need the approval of whoever I'm making the painting for cuz right. ultimately you you know even though I'm an artist and I and I get inspiration from mm-hmm. things and I and I have my own style, I I definitely want whoever is ordering it to be satisfied with it and be right. happy with it. Right. So I'm I'm really making a painting based on whatever their theme is or whatever they choose, whatever sure. they tell me, and then I'm just making it come to life. Yeah, and I'm sure you get inspi- inspired as soon as you come up to the space because you're you're living it, right? You see where this thing is going to live. You're actually there. You're yes. present. Yes. You also mentioned that you spend half the year in Miami. Yes. Right? You are in Jersey for half the year and... Mostly New York, but my main base is Jersey. Okay. But yeah, I'm mostly in New York half the year and I'm in Miami half the year. Cool. So are, you're also doing commissions in Miami. Yes. And Miami has an unbelievable art scene. They have a great art network. Art Basel is my f- busiest and favorite uh, social time of year. Mm-hmm. I usually show my art in Art Basel. And um, actually, every year I have an itinerary that I send around of all the different shows that I go to and all the different parties that I attend. And then also promote my own work and my other artists' work in the art collective that, I, that I'm involved with every year. So let's talk about that a little bit. So you had mentioned to me that you're involved with all these different creatives. Yes. And I really took to that because I'm doing the same thing here with the For podcast, sure. you know, and I, I really appreciated that. So shed a little light into the community that you're involved in. Well, most of my friends um, that are artists, like I, I really keep them very close in terms of uh, if I'm doing an art show, I'm, I'm letting all my art friends know about it because right. I want them to be in it too. And I also have written like hundreds of magazine articles on my art friends or people in the art world. That it's opened a lot of doors for me. Mm-hmm. And it also is every artist that I that I write about. Like it, it does inspire your own work too. Like uh, some artists are just so closed off and not really focusing on what art is going on around them or what art shows are going on. And I, I'm all about the community and everyone kind of, you know, the art collective is very important. Um, it's it's good to constantly put your art out there. It also yeah. um, encourages more content to be shared. Yeah. And I'm always, you know, trying to sell my other art friends work and right. collaborations are everything too, you know? Um, yeah, you want to shed light on these other creatives that are doing their thing. Some yeah. of the ones that aren't really taking, you know, advantage maybe of the communities that are out there, mm-hmm. I think they're they're kind of limiting the, the possibilities, right? Absolutely. The, the opportunities because Absolutely. like we mentioned earlier, you know, with the with the with Instagram or or any kind of these platforms that are, allow you to put your work out there, but not only put your work out there, but to reach literally millions of people and communicate with them directly, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why you wouldn't want to take advantage of that, right? A lot I mean, of artists are shy. Totally. Most, I can't tell you how many really talented artists I know that don't post their work. And it's it's almost like a crime. Like, you're withholding your work not only from other people, but you're limiting yourself as an artist 
You know, if you sell one piece, you're encouraged to make another piece and another. Right. And and who cares if you if you hear any uh, you know negative comments about your your work? Who cares? You're going to right. I <laughs> of mean, of course it, you're going to. Of course you're going to hear from everyone their own opinions on everything. Or you should change that. Or you should do this. Don't worry about it. Put it out there. You know, definitely be vulnerable. Yeah. Don't be scared of it. And you'll you know, come out the other end better. For sure. You're going to learn more about yourself as well. For right? sure. And your work, I think, will improve as well. Absolutely. And uh, another point, most of the huge successful artists uh, in history were ridiculed for their, you know, um, not sophisticated work. And now they're legends exactly. because they're, they just did something different in, in the in the art field, which in in reality that that's art itself to just challenge and uh you know uh, surprise and just do something different original yeah. so whether your art sucks whether you're talented whether you whatever it is you still have your own originality and you are your own character you're your own self and be proud of it and post your work you know yeah. uh, you have nothing to lose exactly and uh what you said before too is like engaging with that community will help you as far as getting those things out of your head, right? You, For sure. You could totally be self-conscious about something that you're doing or, or whatever it is. And I told you it's earlier normal. that it's early normal. in my career, I was, I came up as a designer and, and I didn't have that network around me. And so having those conversations is important to me now. And I'm only looking back, realizing that it was super important didn't realize what I, what I didn't have then. And at the same time, yeah, exactly. They can they can be engaging that way, you know. Absolutely. So, how does it differ, you know, New York from Miami? The clientele, how 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 does that differ? It's actually really overlapping. Um, a lot of my New York friends go to Miami during Art Basel, and then just end up extending for. Uh, however many weeks or months because they have their art there already so they ship their art there uh, all the way from New York so they might as well just take advantage and, and continue doing shows down there and right. continue you know networking down there yeah. and um, but for the most part they're both very international mm -hmm. um, New York and Miami like most people are transplants and right. very and both really uh great art networks and just art capitals art cultures yeah art the, culture the, in those two cities absolutely it's massive 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 but art basel in miami there's nothing like it yeah there's nothing like it at least in in the states i've yet to experience it and i'm really i would love to i'll be a send part you my it. itinerary this year yeah and uh, do it when when what part of the year is it this early december oh cool it's coming up coming up all right. very excited <laughs> very excited looking forward very cool uh all right so let's get into the other part of your your shtick. your your shtick or your <laughs> career is is uh is writing for letage magazine yes tell us a little bit about that actually my mother got me the gig because she was friends with the founder and editor mm -hmm. and um originally one of my first interviews was with Pablo Picasso's son, who is a big artist now. For real? For real. He's a huge, art, very accomplished artist and curator. And he was doing um, a show in Art Basel, actually. Wow. And it just opened a lot of doors for me. Every time I, I wrote an article or did an interview, like, I just, you you become friendly with, with the people that 
are either working with the artist or the artist themselves or you just you're there and then they invite you to one of the shows or whatever it is and and from there it's just a great it's it just got my foot in the door in a lot yeah. of different ways and now also i i just love shedding light on other artists and yeah. and uh, doing the research and and also it's it's uh, it's a great way for them to post something that day on social media right. if you have an article written on you you get to post it on your social media it's cool yeah. and it also comes up in google, on google right. so when someone like is is looking you up uh you have an article written on you it, right. it it gives you credibility and it, and it makes you more, it makes you seem more legit. Yeah. I mean, so, and, and you're giving back to that community, right? You're shedding light on these artists that maybe are in the dark or not heard of, you know, and you're letting people know you're curating. I mean, people make playlists on Spotify all the time with, you know, music that they're digging. The same should be the case for artists. Or, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's how I got my start on Instagram. My handle was stay creating. And before the podcast, I Great decided, handle. thank you. And uh, because at one, day honestly i was on the train realizing like every day i'm making something every day mm -hmm. literally you know yeah. i mean even on the weekends maybe you take a break but literally every single day i'm making something new and it's a grind it is a hustle and you have to do that i think to be successful right like we're talking about putting your ten thousand hours for sure and so I needed kind of something to, I needed some kind of direction on how to take, I wanted like a personal art project. And so one of the, one of the first projects that I did for the stay creating handle was I would take my Spotify discover weekly. I'd find out one song that I really was loving and then I would create like mock artwork for it. Right. So like the way that a, a single, you know, or a vinyl piece would be. Mm -hmm. So I would create like vinyl cover artwork for that song and I loved cool. it because it was I was able to take you know it was collage style I was able to take all the inspirations like basically like what you're doing when you're putting together a mural or a painting and I was doing it in Photoshop I was very Photoshop heavy That's and great. <laughs> I got some really great engagement on there and people were really digging it and it was cool I decided to pivot because I, I didn't have the time to really put into it anymore you know mm -hmm. but Instagram was such a great thing for me because again it was that platform of of putting my art out there. Instagram changed everything. It really did. For artists, for yeah. anything visual. Anything visual. Instagram is such a great tool and um it just changed the whole art world mm -hmm. in general. Like it's great. Yeah. And then I when I pivoted to the podcast, when I decided to do this, I started making folders. You can know you can save bookmarks and whatnot. And so I started mm -hmm. saving all these different bookmarks of artists, illustrators, um, all different kinds of, of amazing people. And I would just start reaching out. You know, and saying like, or like leaving love and saying like, yo, I think your work is dope. This is awesome. You know? Yeah. And they would sometimes respond. Sometimes they wouldn't. Of but, course. Of course. You know, the ones that do, I appreciate because it's like, I'm not bullshitting. I'm just, I'm out here giving some love, you know? Yeah. And uh, if I was engaging enough or I saw that they were engaging, I would reach out and say like, hey, would you want to be a guest on the podcast? You know? Yeah. Because it is genuine. I'm not just bullshitting. I'm For not sure. making any money no. off of this and right And also now, you know? your art is what you do and yeah. that's that's part of your journey and you you also uh it it's it's it, it enriches everything that you do yeah for sure yeah yeah so more people should be seeing these this people these people's work and i want to put that out there so i'm glad Absolutely. to see that you're also doing that it's it's sure. refreshing you know yeah so all right if you were to give a piece of advice for someone trying to break into um say the mural game or even just like commissioning paintings mm. what would you tell them post post your work 
don't be shy post your work post it on instagram you need social social media is such a great tool just definitely post it what's the worst that could happen you know you could always delete it later on just see the reactions just see it doesn't even matter like if if anyone likes it or not just post it and just see what happens. The, and li- the likes don't matter. The, it's not about the likes. It's, it's really not about not. the likes. And you never know what's going to be a big hit. Like uh, a lot of a lot of pieces that I've done, which I thought were going to cause the most, um, you know, commotion and and people that I thought that people would really, really, really gravitate towards and relate to or whatever, you know, didn't really even get that much engagement as right. I as I thought. And then some some of the pieces that I thought, like I didn't even really understand how much people love it yeah. and like really obsess over it. Um, it makes you think like, huh, I, I wonder why this one took off. You, you know what? You really never know. You yeah. Just post it and see where it goes. It's it's fun. It's yeah. it's fun to see like how people react to it. Yeah, and I would say engage also. So if somebody comments yeah. on your thing, shoot them a thank you. You know, I mean, sure. you really should because they're leaving you love for a reason. Yeah. You know, and even if it's a bot, like who cares? Answer answer <laughs> the bot. <laughs> for sure. smarter child and all these uh, yeah. robots that we were like friends with on yeah <laughs> AOL. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, awesome. Uh, what is the best place that we can contact you for commissions? You are open for commissions? Yes, Instagram. Instagram. The Jewish Lady Gaga. Awesome. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much for sitting thank here. Thank you for having me. This has it been was great. great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, going to some of these events. I know that you're involved with these art shows and communities. Yes, next so, week yeah. um, on Wednesday. It's every other Wednesday at Pink's uh, in New York. And mm-hmm. all my art friends that also do art basel with me cool uh i'll show their their work and we also have performance artists great musicians and a great dj every time awesome it's like a fun party cool all right we'll check it out and uh we'll, we'll speak soon absolutely thank you thank you you can also check us out on Instagram at Stay Creating. Shoot me a DM. I want to hear from you guys. I feature every guest that I have here on the podcast on the Instagram account so you can get a vibe for who the guests are and the work that they do. And wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review. I want to hear from my fellow creators out there who every damn day stay creating. Peace. Peace.